This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Desk Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and it's all change in the lineup again this week. All change. Albert's tagged out. Heskiff's back in. Welcome back, Heskiff. Thank you very much. Oh man, I was hoping for that sexy, throaty voice oh. that you heard. Sorry, that's only fans account. <laughs> that's not even our Patreon. You've got to go to only fans. Only fans, yeah. Wow. Um, how much do you reckon we get away with charging a week for that? Is it a there's week? Some, I don't, I don't know how it works. There's some weird stuff. people on the internet, man. There, there's some weird people on the internet. I reckon we can. I reckon we'll get paid if I do that. Nice. And um, Patrick's tagged back out. Um, I still don't think he's been snowed in in the state yet. He's doing all right. And it's it's Nick Gillard with us this week. Nick, You're it's right. been a while. Welcome. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? Talking of only fans, I had a colonoscopy on sunday <laughs> and it's hd cameras and everything and i said to them content are we live streaming this i said because <laughs> of my only fans i said i've got 58p between 12 people and he said will you stop because i'm trying to operate this camera and i'll do you some permanent damage <laughs> if you keep making us laugh well i so, think that's um, extra extra money on only fans that one extra yeah. damage yeah, mate. Well, yeah. Um, five polyps I asked them what the best one was, what was top of the polyps, but they just told me to get out. <laughs> not e- we're not even two minutes in and the puns are coming already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Excellent stuff. Right. Um, I'm going to get straight into beer because I want some beer. Um, Nick, I know you got one. Heskiff, we'll let you off this week because you're, you're obviously recovering from illness. I am indeed. What you got, Nick? I've got in uh, celebration of just finishing Alice in Borderland, I've got an Asahi that my son left in the fridge. So I'm mm. drinking a Japanese beer. Alice in Borderland good? Yeah, it is actually. It's very good. Um, it's better than the Squid Games, I reckon. I still haven't got rounds of Squid Games. Um, but yeah, I won't spoil it, but it's very manga in its kind of presentation, the way the characters stand there and the way they look. Um, the ending may be a little bit disappointing, but I'm not sure how they could have ended it anyway. So, but yeah, but the, the title becomes kind of clear at the end, if that makes Mm. sense. I've got a friend who won't finish. got a friend? (laughs) Yeah. He won't finish books. He never reads the last chapter or the last 20 pages or whatever because he doesn't want to know the ending because they always disappoint. He's, yeah. he's, he's better off left to his own imagination. <laughs> My friend Kent Jolly, who used to run the shop at Matt Snowball when I was uh, in the music hire company, massive, massive Star Trek fan, has never, ever watched the final episode of Voyager because she didn't want it to end. <laughs> didn't want them to get home. Kent Jolly sounds like... I don't know, like a spy's name or something. Yeah, yeah. It's from a, from uh, California, but lived here for years. <laughs> um, I've gone for a sort of uh, a relevant beer this week. Just nipped out before recording the pod to go down to the beer cabin on Sellers Road, and um, seeing we're playing Liverpool and no one's given us a chance. It's called Laugh at the Odds. Very good. Very good. 
Um, I don't yeah. <laughs> read in the can. I don't really know what this means. It's <laughs> it says hot side. Uh, uh, Amarillo brew one cold side brew one strata cashmere i mean i don't know what i'm reading <laughs> nice. see, see if it was relevant it'd be called laugh at suarez crying yeah well <laughs> i'd probably buy a can of that if there was a beer called that yeah, was it um, um near Crumps, the um, you're listening <laughs> it's the next title your next beer <laughs> i actually talking of being round sellers now i'm back at work and kind of I, I have my lunch in the Sainsbury's car park and I've been thwarted by the fact that Sainsbury's is shut till the 1st of March. So I'm buying my meal deals from the garage. But I do go past the wide school, wide shoe shop every day now and think of Albert flapping away down the street. Hang on. Hang on. Sorry, listeners. Um, <laughs> Sainsbury's at Sicellus is closing on the 1st of March. No, it's closed till the 1st of March. Oh, and I thought we'd blo- finally done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I know they're doing some stuff. They're doing some stuff in there. Yeah. But... Well, you can't shop in there while they're refurbing, can you? Well, I have been. There's some like been some boards up, but I haven't tried to go there for the last couple of weeks. So no, that's geez. why you don't know. Yeah. What what year um, beer festival class is that? Um, I don't know which one this is. I've got all, this is the only, pretty much the only one I've got left that's actually still got the stuff on it because the dishwasher's removed everything. Yep. Um, but before we get into that, this is sort of beers from Verdant Brewery, Brewery, Great Brewery, and this, this beer is just lovely. So big thumbs up on that. And the beer festival has been put into the calendar for everyone, 3rd of June. Mm-hmm. Ideal, my wedding anniversary. So, um, <laughs> ooh, perfect. <laughs> Going to see how she feels about that one. She hasn't even got a name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Poor um, Linda, the missus. Yeah, yeah, not looking out for Linda anymore. anymore. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I just don't want to like everyone to know that. Um, my wife's got the name of an 80-year-old woman who smokes 40 a day. Ironically, what I sounded like last week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I thought you sounded oh. like Susan George. My missus got called a Karen last week by a teenager because she wouldn't kick oh, the gosh. ball back to him when, in fact, he was nearer the ball than she was in the field opposite our house, around the corner from our house. She, Hang on. she was walking the dog, and we got a football pitch in the top field, and this kid was playing football on his own. And the ball kind of rolled about 50 yards away from her. And he was about 30 yards away from the ball. And said, oi, missus, kick my ball back. She went, no, you get your own ball. Hang on. So many questions. Firstly, in the top field, I thought you was only visiting St. Andrews last week. I didn't realise you lived there. No, no, this is in Chislehurst, isn't it? We've got got the top top field where the... uh, teenagers play their football in the bottom field where the uh, junior teams play for Elmstead FC established 1952 according to the sign <laughs> Jesus your place sounds about as big as Albert's um, and it, I'm not sure that it's not, not my house <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the, um, the garden out back I thought yeah. the, top, the top field was just part of your garden it's not Australia either <laughs> and um i'm not sure not kicking a ball back is the definition of a karen but he called her a karen anyway she she was walking back after taking jarvis for a bit of a trek and he's not a horse and um his dad was there and she shouted over i'll see your dad's here now then and he went really quiet because <laughs> he thought she was going to tell on him she didn't, uh, now, yeah. now grasnim would make her a karen i reckon it yeah. would yes i gotta be careful with that one um right brighton has been moved again this is fun isn't it moved originally for a train strike we have a train strike now wednesday (laughs) yeah they're gonna back to the with dean is is what it is um yeah so that's that fixture has been moved back to the wednesday i'd already booked the Friday off and the Thursday in mind of the Bryant game to go mm-hmm. Thursday and have Friday to recover. 
so now I feel like I'm going to have to burn another annual leave day just to um, take the Wednesday off as well. Is it true that Diamond Lights by Glenn Hoddle and Chris Waddle was named after the floodlights at the Goldstone Ground? Because they were in a diamond shape, weren't they? Thinking back, you're probably too young. I to don't know that. if you're being serious or not. No, they not. were. They were in a diamond shape. Yeah, but I. <laughs> I'm just. It's just occurred to me that that's what Waddle and Hoddle might have been singing about. <clears throat> I mean, potentially, but I'd say probably not. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wankers. There's well, a connection. <laughs> there you go. Um, there's been some other fixture moves as well. Uh, Leeds away has been moved to a fire thirty on the Saturday. Um, good yeah. one for people who want to get the trains back after that. Mm-hmm. What I liked about that the announcement was they announced that Leeds was at seven thirty the day before Wolves. And then they changed it quickly on oh, the app. But yeah, when it was announced, they were they were like one day <laughs> apart from each other. So Wolves has also been moved. So that's the twenty fifth of April. So that's a seven thirty on a Tuesday. Um, I assume it was already on the Tuesday, and it's just been moved time wise for TV. Mm, I I don't even know what day it is after this last week now. <laughs> so. Uh, who knows? That's funny. That's exactly what Albert said today when he was like, "I don't know what day it is. I can't do the pod." Um, so we gave him the night off. He's not on holiday. Not, not. I repeat, Officially. not on holiday. Uh, <laughs> Palace West Ham has been ball forward to twenty to twelve thirty kickoff on Saturday, twenty ninth April, and Forest at home has been moved to a Sunday at four thirty. I Sunday last game of the season, isn't it? That Forest game. Oh, is it? So I think that's. I think everything has been moved until 4.30 on a Sunday, I think. Okay, that makes sense then, if that's the last game. I'll let them off. Um, at least the sun will be shining. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that Leeds one is a bit of a killer because I'm assuming that there's seven... Might be able, might be able to get the last trade back. Yeah. Fortunately, I'd already kind of arranged a weekend up there because that's where Rachel was born and she's got lots of family up there. Although she'd rather not go because Uncle Douglas will do her head in. But um Is it yeah. any worse than and I've mentioned this a million times on the pod, us being stood outside the car and I think it was parked in an Asda or an yeah. Audi at like gone eleven PM after we just let in a last minute penalty, knowing that we had like a five or six hour trip before we even got home. What, when I'd lost my vape and it was in my pocket all the time? That's the one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't remember it at all. Pretty, at all. pretty bad. I had a union meeting that night in Leeds. The bloke came and met me. <laughs> we had a chat. I and remember we went down that. to the stadium, yeah. yeah. All yeah. downhill from we'll, there, mate. We go, no, we're going to an employment tribunal soon, so that'll be interesting. Can't talk I about still, it, though. I still haven't forgiven my wife for that one, because... Um, She'd booked, or we'd booked tickets for Shag Married Annoyed podcast at the O2. Mm-hmm. And um, so Leeds got moved to that night, I think. So then we end up going to that. And then I'm like, do you know what? I'm not going to watch the game. It's on Amazon. I'm going to watch it back as live. So I avoided the result, even with the bloke in front of me trying to look at the score in front of me outrageous i think i talked about this on the pod at the time yeah and then um yeah so i wake up first thing in the morning like 5 a.m to watch the game live before i go to work and she neglected to tell me that we conceded a 90th minute penalty isn't first thing in the morning technically one minute past midnight (laughs) no i don't think it is i I think 5 a.m is the cutoff for morning no, it's four because I used to start a shift at four when I worked at Dairy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was definitely <laughs> fair enough. I'll take it. It's not midnight. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I, weren't, I, I, I weren't happy, but she was on to a no win situation there because she was if she told me I'd have been pissed off and yeah. I was pissed off that she didn't tell me. What I remember particularly about that Leeds game is getting in the car because DR kindly came to Chislehurst to pick me up. And me bringing a portable noisy drum machine with me, and Vanessa was sat next to me. Um, completely. <laughs> she also late. remembers that drum machine. Yes, and that's why she kind of gave me the evil was in the concourse at Brentford, and every time she sees me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? 
<laughs> I'd say if you'd have fallen, asle- fallen asleep, she might have wound down the window and just like tossed it out. <laughs> and what about the drum machine? <laughs> Ew. There it goes again. How? Oh, God. Um, remind me never to get in a car with you to an away game then. Um, do you know what today is? Day of recording, 22nd February. It's the two-year anniversary of Ben Teke at Brighton. Two years? Yeah. Damn, I thought you were going to say uh, the beginning of Lent and going to a what-have-you-given-up kind of thing. But, yeah. Ben Goals. Teke, that'll do. That's what I've Goals. given up. Goals. Yeah. Loving Mateta. Wins. You've given up that. I have. I have. Kara's going to absolutely kill me. But we can get, we can get, I'm sure we'll get into Mateta in a little bit because we'll be talking about the Brentford game. But two years since uh, Smash and Grab, love yeah, to see they it. couldn't, could they? I was on the watch um, along with Dia on that. And oh, we that were just fun. so <sighs> miserable for 92 minutes and then just went do Lally. I think we got the commentary clip somewhere. Yeah, the voice note was amazing. The clip of it was we, we We've definitely said this on the pod before, but if there were crowds allowed in that game, that would have been an all-timer. That, that would have been the most carnage yeah, since yeah. probably the playoff semi. The most carnage yeah. since the Brentford fans on Saturday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We'll, we'll get into those as well. Um, Just before we get Mateta into that. Did, before we go on, Mateta did score in that game. And it was his first goal for Palace, I think. What a goal as well, by the way. Double oh, yeah. nutmeg back heel. Double nutmeg back heel. That sounds like one and of the, your and then. <laughs> and then, like a, it does. And then he had the the moment where he thought he was being given offside, and he shit himself for like five seconds, and then realised it was counting. Yeah, I did yeah, for longer brilliant. than that Saturday, thanks to my <laughs> mixture that I was given haunted water. Do you know what? Do you know, Saturday before the game, and we'll probably cover Brentford a little bit in depth here because for various reasons there wasn't a match report pod this week um beforehand we went to the pilot pub uh which is near gunnersbury station seven pound 55 a pint Seven fifty-five. see you should have done what mike and i did and although I couldn't drink because of aforementioned procedure that was happening on the Sunday, I had to stop eating at one. So all I had in Pret at Waterloo was hummus sandwiches. So I had that at one minute to one because I had to stop eating at one. But we went to the pub near to the station. I can't remember what it was, but I was in there for a very long time last year, absolutely hammered. Uh, Mike said, sod this, let's go in the ground. And it was gross, four pound a pint. Early bird in, special in, in the Brentford. Oh, and then be- about an hour before kickoff, it went to. That's how early we were. We were in there before an hour before kickoff. It went up to five pound fifty, which is still reasonable. For uh, I mean, s- s- saying anything's reasonable over five quid now is we've been brainwashed already into. Oh, five is decent for a pint. Do you remember when we got into um, Brighton early? <laughs> I do. Before the bloody place had even opened, we were there. Was that when you had to stand on your own? Because <laughs> Terence had taken his Linda with him. Well, sorry, she is now, isn't it? Because Terence had taken she or her with him. It was when Lin- Linda and I were on the train, silently arguing about who was the third wheel in, in the carriage. I think, I think she just about won that argument. Did you keep touching Terence's knee and she kept slapping it off? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she was heavily pregnant at this stage with our second child. <laughs> T- technically, I was the fourth wheel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you be lightly pregnant? Yeah, well, you can be. I think in the early stages, you're like pregnant. At Manchester United away, when Patrick Van Arnholt scored the last-minute winner, she was lightly pregnant because we found out that day that she was pregnant. Well we kind of gathered that she was given um, when I jumped all over her when Batchman on was scored, she started complaining about how much her boobs hurt. And we were like, oh, I wonder if that's... And it was. So, so. so Sam uh, um, Brentford in Concourse right. before the game mm. um, goading me with his meat roll 
said he couldn't taste it. Um, we, both Mike and I said, oh, you've got COVID. And he said, no, I haven't. Do you think he actually did a pregnancy test rather than a COVID test? And he did have COVID. <laughs> Definitely not COVID. But 50% not pregnant. a baby. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see about that one yeah um but yeah so so 755 a pint but it, the problem is it's like we have we had i met us i talked about last week i had a blinding session there the year before and they do have good beers on tap so you kind of put up with it and um we had some brentford mates in there as well with steve's and people just do nothing was was in there with us and um Always a good laugh. Um, it's Brentford. And another draw. It's going to Brentford like the polar opposite of going to Millwall because it's the least threatening away game I've ever been to. Do you know what? <laughs> you say that. When we we played them in the pre-seasons about 10 years ago, we played them in a couple of pre-seasons in a few years, and they had this Brentford youth element <laughs> who Brentford tried to youth. kick off on the train against us, chanting B-B-B-Y-E. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> And then just basically was like properly given it on the platform when we was all on the train. And then they tried to rush the train door and like two Palace blokes just like wallops a couple of them and they all shit themselves and run off <laughs> chanting BBBYE. I've never forgotten it. But <laughs> there was so... there was no uh, portrait on eBay for it. <laughs> no, no portrait on eBay. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about Brentford a little bit then. Uh a much better performance than most of us was expecting i imagine mm. really um did did pretty pretty well in the first half you know got got our noses in front in the second half and probably up to about 80 minutes looked like we were just going to see it out comfortably but yeah alas the 13th point dropped since Vieira took charge in 85 minutes plus oh god so, really yeah, five wins have turned to draws and three draws have turned to defeats. Oof. But That's it's still not a Swansea, is it? So, you know, we well, can kind of yeah. take it. It's not Swansea bad, no. But I'm just thinking, you... like, what 85-plus minute goals we've got the other way. So we've got Elise at West Ham. Yeah. Um, Elise against Man U. Elise against Man U. We've got... Dwight Gale against Liverpool. No, no, under Vieira. Oh, under right, Vieira. okay. Um, no, because I was There's I was not- saying to Mike during the game, and first half he said, "This is shit. This is boring," and it was really because. And uh, I I sort of thought that Vieira might have this tactic of tiring the other team out, and then having a go at them in the last twenty minutes, which is kind of what we did once Eze came on. We looked like a different team. But it was just that last couple of minutes, last two or three minutes, where we kind of thought, oh, let's just lump the ball away, which was ridiculous. Well, yeah, <clears throat> Let, let's let's get into our equaliser a bit later. Equalizer a bit later. We've got Eze, let's, Eze's goal. I mean, it's basically that Palace have actually lined them up side by side. It's kind of very similar to the one earlier in the season when he found Eze at the back post for the yeah. header. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to ask that who's that as against and I've completely forgotten Wolves was it Wolves yeah yeah Wolves. very good it's, like, it's just but the ball or, from Elise was it Leeds oh, you know, I mean it could have been Leeds it's Wolves or Leeds it's mm. one of them did we beat Leeds we, we did didn't both, we both yeah no I feel like Leeds was as they did score but wasn't it so I think it was Wolves Drop because Leeds, yeah. So the goals against Leeds and Wolves were basically the same goal, and one was Eze and one was Wolf. Yeah. And Wolf scored the drop shoulder one. I'm pretty sure against Wolves. Wolves. So yeah. which means the header by Eze <laughs> was also Wolves. Okay. Well, I am checking that as I'm saying that. <laughs> if only, if only we had Patrick for his incisiveness and knowledge. <laughs> I <laughs> am. Do you know what I, did? I used to remember so well. Like I'm a pretty, I, I don't know what I think it was up to COVID. I remembered really well, and then since COVID, I just can't remember anything. No, it's kids, it mate. It's kids. Yeah. Oh, is that is that what it yeah. is? Could be. I can't remember <laughs> uh, the last twenty-one years. 
yeah. I, alas, do not have. No, I think uh, I think we're right. We'll go. We'll go with it. We're, we're all right. Yep. Yep. But the I ball from Elise is in that area. It's so tight. Like he's so far inside the penalty area, and to like dig that out and get it flat over the two defenders, and you know, and unlock their defence, which have you know been very very stingy of late. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mainly know because I've had that goalkeeper in my fantasy team. <laughs> That's the reason why I know. Um, but yeah, it was a fantastic goal. I'm really like what the away end deserved. I thought it was a really, really good away following that day. Very loud. Um, yep. Seeing pretty much all the way through. Um, as Whoops. we said, Nick, in stark contrast to the Brentford fans. Yeah. Were um, Brentford a lot worse than you thought they'd be? Because I thought they were pretty poor. Given yeah, I you thought, know, the performances they've given lately, I think, yeah, I definitely think they were. They were very, they were very average. I thought Tony was just absolutely anonymous, which may well have to do with you know our defence playing well. I thought Joe was was very very good. Yeah, I um, felt a bit sorry for Richards being dropped, but Mr. Um, <coughs> Anderson was as good as his as he was his, great. Um, sartorial elegance, wasn't he? And I, and I do think that we did stop them playing to an extent, but they definitely weren't as... Uh, in my head, they're like a, fle- a free-flowing, you know, like super quick, get the ball up to Tony and, and, and Boehm really quickly. But all, yeah, like they were just having sort of like P-roller shots from the edge of the box and they weren't really getting in behind us at all. Um, so I was a bit, I mean, not disappointed because I don't want them to play well against us, but I definitely was massively underwhelmed by them. I think yeah, uh, but... the presence of Mateta on the pitch put the fear of Shinkham, <laughs> which is what I oh, had most of yeah. the afternoon. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a good a time as any um, to get into the uh, which six foot four striker has lost more aerial duels for 90 minutes in the Premier League than any other. I mean, uh, I mean, this was in the in a WhatsApp chat. I mean. Um, to which Penny said, give us a clue. Does his name rhyme with Vendetta? <laughs> to which Doc Brown said, or Massive Regretta. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was, um, it's John-Philippe Matetta. I thought not. we should call him Merdetta. Least surprising news ever. I, 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 I feel like we've said this the last couple of weeks. It's definitely been said on the pods. I don't understand why he's playing ahead of Edouard. Do his feet leave the ground when he jumps? Like, you can't be that... T- by, by, by law of averages, by, like, statistics, you've got to win something at some point, even if you just stand still and close your eyes. He you just can't do it. It's like his whole oh, body's that? covered in butter, so his first touch is <laughs> just awful. And, like, I like I like him as a bloke. I think he's probably a good laugh. But oh, down the as a striker, him, he's... I'd, I'd go down the pub with him. Um, but like... Yeah, pre- pre- preferably at two o'clock on a Saturday so he's not in the start. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, he can't... It's just one of them, innit, where it's like, well, you, you can't hold the ball up and you're not making the runs in the channels that you did when you were on some sort of form last year. And I know that I've said in the past, like, well, I like that he sort of... His instinct is to just swipe a foot of the ball when it's anywhere near the box, but you don't get the ball anywhere near the box... You know, he had the save, Pope made the save, and he had one shot, I think, against Brentford. But I'm just like, I know Edouard's not in great form. He's probably not a 20-goal-a-season score in the Premier League, obviously, but he's got a lot more about him. And I think the more he plays, the better he settles in, and, the you know, the better he'll do, the more goals he'll score, whatever I said that before. It's just, you sort of want JP to just have what is, I suppose, an out-of-character performance and do everything that he hasn't been doing. He just seems worse every game. <laughs> and then we got, a call, we got a corner in the second half, which was taken down where we all stand um, in, in the away end. And he was doing the, like, throwing his arms up, like, come on, make some noise. And oh. it, it did not have the desired effect to the people near me because they were like, you do not fucking tell me to make... Do something. You do something. Um, well, but one one instance on the weekend was we had a corner, and again, I think it must have been Elise or Eze taking it in front of us. And the corner taker puts his hand in the air, 
runs up to take the corner and Matessa just stands on. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The 18 yard line and just watches. Like, bro, you're six or four or whatever you are. <laughs> Get in you're the, the fucking target. mixer. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, because trust me, if it, dro- if it drops to him on the edge of the box, I, I ain't fancying him to volley it in. That right. is an air Jesus. kick, I'm telling you now. That goes on the edge of the box. <laughs> air that is an air, air kick. kick. And they score on the counter. <laughs> and then Tony bombs it down the middle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, though, he's kind of a bit like Pardew in the fact that he's scored a very, well, the, the aforementioned goal against Brighton, but also the goal against Millwall kind of puts him in a bit of legendary status in the way that Pardew did, who did nothing in his playing career apart from put the ball in the scales, isn't it, against Liverpool in the... Um, Infamous semi-final four-three victory. I was going to say, does that mean that JP's taken us to an FA Cup final in a couple of years, or what? Has he <laughs> practiced silly dances on the touchline? Yeah, as he runs and kicks a corner flag as we lose two-one. Pardew got the sack, didn't he, from his Greek job? Is he Greek? Somewhere he is. Um, oh, I didn't even realise he yeah, got he'd lost, job. He'd lost three games in a row and lost. Mm. Yeah, so they they got rid of him. Uh, it's probably all well, could be Scott, Scott Parker who can't even win games with Club Bruges. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I assume just win the league every year out there. Uh, but anyway, look, we're going to stop on strikers. We've talked about strikers enough. Let's talk about Lukonga. Um Was it part of the reason why was Vieira getting tactics spot on and having two centre mids in the middle of the park just made all the difference, Hesketh? Yeah, I think he looked really good. Um, I was surprised when he got taken off, actually. I, I don't know if it's like a, <coughs> like a fitness well, the, thing. The, 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 the away end didn't like it, did they? The um, chorus no. of booze came, but it must no. be a fitness thing. It must be. It must be. Um, but he just did... Um, he, he just did, like, simple things well. And I know that that's not... A, a, it shouldn't be a big deal, but we've been crying out for someone to help check... So he, so Decore is not doing everything himself, and like Decore, Lukonga seemed to know when to run with the ball, when to pass it quick, you know, when to go back if he needed to, and he played a killer through ball in the first half. I think to Mitchell, um, he just looked very, very tidy, and I think that we need that. I, I don't know that he's, you know, the energy of Gallagher because not many people are, but being able to offer that another outlet to the defence and to, to give support and an outlet to Decore seemed to work really well. Um, and I hope that in the games to come, if he continues to play alongside him, that we'll see a lot more of that and he'll be a bit more offensive-minded uh, in the games themselves. So I think it, I think it definitely helps the, the team. And if that's only his what, second or third game, then... It's a good sign of things to come. I hope. It's just yeah, I hope like him keeping him t- he, keeping the ball ticking over and moving the ball a bit quicker and having that threat of a sort of a more incisive pass on him as well is it's all bits that add up to allowing you to be further up the pitch and you know make better you know end up in better situations with two on ones and stuff like that and creating overloads and all sort of things. So hopefully that will continue continue to go on. And yeah, the crowd weren't happy when he came off, but. You know, we, I, I, I guarantee it's fitness. It's uh, a bit gutting, though, that it's a loan without an option to buy at the end of it, isn't it? It's typical Palace that we get somebody who could suit, suit Vieira's system, whatever that is. I, I, I'm a lot more hopeful than I was with Gallagher. Like, with Gallagher, I feel like we just, well, I did, 
I was just like, I, he ain't coming back. And he was certainly not buying him permanently. Whereas with Lokonga, like he wasn't getting really in their team when they weren't that good. And now that they are good, I just feel like he's probably going to end up surplus to requirements. So while yeah. we haven't got a mandatory option to buy, if he does well and likes it, and they don't try and bin us off with some silly price tag. Yeah. I, I think we're more likely to get him than we were Connor, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, if he does well, they're going to bend us over a barrel, to be honest. So I, I, went, I went for an attempted nick pun there on Connor. But um, I, I also want to roll back what I just said. <laughs> I refer to him as Connor, and that's the first time I've done it since he's left us. So I am going to replace that with Connor Gallagher. He doesn't get just first name terms with me anymore. What about Connor Wickham? Because people might. He's just signed for Cardiff, hasn't he? Has he? I think so. Um, But he can be called whatever. What happened for him at Forest Green? He was doing well at Forest Green, weren't he? What happened? He was. I think he got crocked again. (laughs) Maybe he tried the vegan diet. Let him. Let him out of his contract. His his, his contracts are probably only about a month long these days, anyway. Right, anyway, let's move it along. So uh, a few things happen which basically lead to, lead to our downfall at the end of the game. Firstly, it's Tyrick Mitchell has to go off and Chris Richards has to come in and fields in at left back for him, which is, you know, Not one, one of the things because Chris Richards undoubtedly makes the wrong choice in defending the goal in becoming narrower and just letting the guy cross the ball, he should have been straight out to him in the position that that guy received the ball in because he was, you know, past effectively past the eighteen yard line, and he should be engaging him there. So, well, well prior to shame. that, he kept drifting in anyway, rather than being a fullback. Did you notice that? Yeah, well, it's just not, he's, he's not. Especially, it might not have happened so much if he was playing on the right side where he's played right back before. But you know, throwing him at left back just felt like a bad decision. But hey oh but. I mean, when you look at the stills and you look at there's six minutes of stoppage time and there's 95 minutes plus on the clock and Jordan Ayew's <laughs> got the ball and a good breakaway is set. Nick, if he just finds a better pass there, we can either run it into the corner or if he just dribbles with it some more, just, you know, so many options and he is, makes the wrong one and then bang, 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 it's in the back of the net. He's a, he's a, um, a master at keeping hold of the ball as well, isn't he? That that's what's yeah, surprising. Uh, maybe yeah. Tony had had a word with him. Uh, <laughs> Easy. Um, Easy. But yeah, it's you know that crossfield ball. That's a mistake you you can possibly make mid game when you when you're trying to get a goal. But yeah, but he's not own, he's not the only one to blame. Although uh, Hambo's rant on Twitter was quite amusing. You could you could feel <laughs> the vitriol through that tweet from Hambo. But I actually thought that um, I had a very good game up to that point. Very yeah, industrious. Well. And um, I think he's been unfairly maligned before to, before to, uh, Saturday's match. But yeah, I mean, as Hambo said, he's 31, he's an experienced pro. What the fuck was he doing? I'll read it. If Ayu, at 31 years old and having played football his whole life, doesn't know to keep the ball in the last fucking minute of a game to see out a win, then he will never, then he never will and shouldn't be on the pitch. Unforgivable. Oh, very angry. Is Vieira to blame for that? Because half of Twitter seem to think he is. But he's not, surely. I'm not sure what can he do, get on the pitch and tackle him or... I mean, yeah. Jesus, I've got Lukonga and Ahamada in in the window. He might have had to lace up his yeah. boots and get on the fucking pitch in centre mid. I feel, I feel the same, isn't it, though? Because normally, if you're like, all right, we're in the last minute of six of injury time and we're winning, we need to defend this lead. And you can have one player on the ball to keep hold of the ball and corner flag it or just win a foul or whatever. I'd have Ayu over anyone in our team, I think. So for it yeah. to be him. Who, yeah, it, it's so it was such a weird like what a decision to it make. It felt like, out of character, yeah. It did. It, it felt did. out of character, yeah. Um, and that's why that that tweet from Hambo feels a bit harsh because it it is out of character and he has so many times. Think back to wasn't it him and Ben Teke in the corner against Watford? Against that Watford, time? yeah, yeah. That's one of my favourite <laughs> videos ever. I love that. Uh, yeah, 
But and, and to be fair, I've not seen the goal back because I was already pissed off enough watching it in real time. But it looked like there were two Brentford players at the at the post and where where he scored, and like I think Klein was there. So again, if you know, I mean, like, so, I'm not. You can't like the the cross is perfect. Anderson, yeah. who had, was brilliant in that game, got caught under it, and yeah. it's a bullet head. I mean, the, what what. You know, and it, as it should be, you know, that's what I expect from a Premier League footballer. When you've got all the time in the world to cross the ball, you should be picking someone out. Yeah, um, you play literally at the top level of the game, like pick someone out. And... Does JP score that header? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he's probably he's probably out wide trying to overlap the fullback. To be honest, who crosses the ball in for whatever? Getting the, trying to get the Palace players, the Palace fans, to make some noise. <laughs> Right. I'm trying to get the okay, right. to provide an atmosphere. Well, mate, that's the one last bit of the game we're going to go into is that I was stood right next to the home fans on the towards the goal. When the goal went in, these people had been sat down for the entire game. Even to the extent I'd even stopped looking at them in the first half. It's just like forgot they were even there. And um, all of a sudden, this must be early 20s, starts giving, ah, fucking have some of that. I'm just like, and we're not far apart. We're literally like six, seven feet apart. And I'd already been laughing with the stewards about how dreadful their fans were. And he's like, it's like it every week, mate. Because he he clearly wasn't a Brentford fan. So this guy's just giving it, starts giving it out of the blue. His mate behind him is fielding him, filming him. I went, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? I was like, do you even support Brentford? And you just saw his face like, I've, I've been found out. <laughs> I've been found out. I was like, I was like, go on, fucking stand there and tell me in front of your mate filming that Brentford's your first team. What does it matter if Brentford's my first team? I was like, don't even talk to me. Stuart's like, just goes and pushes him away and goes, sit down, mate. Just just sit down. <laughs> just like, I can't believe it. Um, yeah, one so there song, you go. Come on, Brentford. How imaginative. Hang on. And where do they get off calling themselves Reds? Like I, I said that as well. <laughs> that was that. I don't like. There's things that irrationally annoy me. Yellow home kits. We've been over it. But yeah, they, come on, you reds. I'm like, what? Yeah, if you what combine you the two colours, they're I, pink. I reckon. Well, not even that. I reckon between that kit, there was more black than red. Yeah, and more white than red. More white. <laughs> and your nickname is the bees, right? So just say, come on, you bees. And just to clarify for Barbara Paul on Twitter, who was questioning the fact that we wore white socks, that was because Brentford had black socks on. Yes. And it's something to do with offside that they have to have different colour socks because Varka. But even before just Barbara, for, that rule was there. Before, the, is, is that the first time we've worn that black kit in a game? The evil I... crayon think we've worn it once before i I was like if someone was trying to tell me it was the first time and i was like no i'm pretty sure we've worn this once i think we've worn it once i just never go to away games anymore unless they're in london so i can't remember who against okay we'll find we'll find out but i'm pretty sure we must have worn it once even just from the marketing team going yeah we've got these in the club shop we've got to flip and sell them uh, so man of the match Nick go who was, who was your man of the match for the game my man of the match up until the final minute was Ayu but I thought Anderson other than that he was so assured he was winning headers um, booked for no reason at all what was that all about and um, hmm. yeah he, he's like I said earlier I felt sorry for Richards but I'm glad we had uh, Joachim back or Jochim or whatever the Danish pronunciation yeah yeah no excellent performance especially to come back in like that and play like that after injury um excellent well done to him he leapt out the water like a little mermaid Mm. obviously anderson's my choice as well we don't even need to go into any more depth on that (laughs) yeah very good with the mermaid Um, thing there yeah anderson gets mine as well I thought. I mean, I, I think he won the the one on the on the on the website Ebbs because I thought Ebbs was really good when he came on a lot more what we expect him to do and sort of what he hasn't been doing and deservedly got benched for. Um, but over the course of the game, I think Joe was 
you wouldn't have known he'd been out for a while. Can I ask you two a question? Why don't um, Ebbs and Elise ghost pass players like they showed us they can do when they first joined us? Well, they do. I've been there's been that stats doing around in the last couple of days where it shows that Zaha, Elise, and Eze are the top three in the division for dribbles. So yeah. apparently they have been. It's just a fight. It's the final products. I mean, Elise is obviously slowly but surely ticking his assists up. Um, so I, I think know. not. Anyway, we've got to move on. We've got to move on. Let's move. We've got to move. We've got to move on. We've got. To, we, <laughs> We've been on for 43 minutes and we've got Liverpool to talk about. <laughs> I'm trying to put it um, <laughs> Right. And as always, we'll start with, oh, that's so CPFC. At CPFC, so CPFC on Twitter. Thank you very much for providing the stats once again. <laughs> he was obviously in a hurry this week, so it's not as in-depth as usual. Um, seven consecutive home losses against Liverpool. <laughs> Joy. So soon to be eight. Yeah. Took the words out of my mouth. Scored six, conceded 22 across those seven games. But obviously the COVID seven nils in there somewhere in those Mm. stats. Oh God, I'd forgotten about that. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Um, It's the first time we're ever playing Liverpool in a league match in February. So we're 0-0. Wow. All to play for. Mm. All to play for the February. <laughs> the February never lost to live with February. <laughs> you will never <laughs> sing that. <laughs> um, I doubt Zaha will be back. He's the um, you know all-time leading Palace scorers in the league against Liverpool. Is Gao on four? Believe it or not, and Zaha on three. Mm. So. Um, no opportunity here for Saha, and it might be his last opportunity to overtake Dwight Gale. So, who knows? Um, I don't see Crystal Palace have won one of seven. Sat- oh, right. So, against Liverpool, we've only beaten them once on a Saturday game at Celeste. How long ago was Go that? Go on. You can work it out. You both know it. You were both there, undoubtedly. That wasn't the Jedi free kick one, was it? No, that wasn't a Saturday. That was a Sunday. Sunday. A little bit earlier. Previous. Not not this Premier League. Oh, it was Andy Johnson, wasn't it? Andy Johnson. I remember that, the 1-0. Yeah, brilliant header. That's right. It was a good header. It was a very good do, do you know all that did serve was to give us hope that we might survive? That's I know. All that did. Do you know Palace put a, a, a tweet up the other the other week of all of AJ's Premier League goals, and yeah. I got so into it, and I was like, "Oh my god, he was so good! Oh, I loved that season." And then right at the end, you you see him scoring in all the games that we don't win as we're like yeah. tumbling down. Yeah. Oh mate, that was um, rough. But hey, do you know do you know what like? It's it's probably for the best that we got relegated that year, longer term, because I don't think we'd be 10 years in the Premier League now if Simon Jordan had found a way to stay clinging on to the reins of the club. And it meant, it meant we got my boy Clinton back as well. So that's my silver lining. Exactly. So did either of you watch Liverpool play Real Madrid last night? Nope. I stopped when Liverpool were 2-0 up to watch Alice in Borderland. <laughs> I see, I turned on when it was 2-2. Two, two. So, I just saw Liverpool get absolutely tanked. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, I mean, it looked like, I mean, it's probably unfair to say this, it looked like they've been starting to get back into some sort of form in the Premier League and they have results have turned around a bit. But I suppose, you know, they won at Newcastle. They were already 2-0 up, but there was a, you know, easy enough for them to see it out because of the sending off to Pope, which, uh, I mean, that whole scenario is hilarious, but it's a, that is a red card. Like I can't believe people are still droning on about it. Um, but So they're starting to get back into form, but then Real Madrid have absolutely just dusted them aside, like incredibly. Just, uh, the, I, I say I only watched the second half and Real Madrid were just on a different planet to Liverpool. It was unbelievable. But obviously, we're not Real Madrid. 
<laughs> as good as as good as Lekonga was on the weekend, he's he's not uh, Modric. <laughs> so, uh, is this was this five two thrashing for Liverpool good or bad for us, Heskiff? And why was it bad? Because they're going to be annoyed. <laughs> uh, I, listen, whatever the result was, I'd have said it would have all led to the same thing. <laughs> if they'd have won 5-2, I'd be like, great, we're playing Liverpool after they've just beaten bloody Real Madrid 5-2. And now they've lost 5-2. I'm like, well, they've got to get back on it now, haven't they? They've got to, they're going to be livid. They're going to be embarrassed. And now we're playing them. Great. The day um, Heskiff is positive is the end of times, I'm convinced. The last time I, I thought we were definitely winning the game was Hillsborough, and we almost threw that away, so I've learnt my lesson. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, look, to be fair, I didn't, I, did, I, I didn't watch any of yesterday's game, but I saw them play Everton last week, and Everton were crap, but Liverpool looked a lot more comfortable than they have been in, in recent weeks. Yeah. And When's the, um, Nunes has started scoring and Gakpo is scoring now as well, isn't he? So it's like, yeah. just when Salah's back in the goals, just, I don't want to see it. When's well, the second you'll leg? You'll be pleased enough. Oh, next three week? weeks away. Oh, yeah. three weeks. No, oh. three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you'd be pleased to know I've captained Salah in my fantasy team. So um, good work. Hopefully I would have put the kibosh on him. Yeah. But I probably not because I, fantasy's been going well for me this year, so he'll probably score a hat trick. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You're going to get like a. I don't even do fancy football. But you're going to get a big score. <laughs> I, sound like, I sound like my mum. Palace are going to get a big score today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but Nick, there is there's an argument to say we're due against Liverpool, particularly at Sellers. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, I mean, but who we aren't we? Who aren't seven consecutive defeats? Who aren't we due against? <laughs> Would be my my uh, response to that. Yeah, I mean it's it's um it's we we haven't had any big wins this season, have we? We normally put out a couple a season. I can't think of any that have been out of the ordinary, but hopefully their nerves are shot. I mean, pieces. we haven't beaten anyone above us, have we? Um, no, I think we might only have like one or two points against teams above us. We're returning. Unless, 12, unless Villa, we? Villa have found that, yeah. Well, we, we were talking about that last week. Well, whatever the result, it was funny as well because last week all we kept saying on the pod was one all. <laughs> all the way through the pod, one all. And that whatever happens will be 12. And alas, it was one all and we're 12. <laughs> After a fucking shit, like what a bunch of shit results on the weekend. Oh, apart from it would have been a mate, it would have been fine if we would have held on to the win, but some terrible results in there. All all through the game, my mate Matt, that I was stood with, was just reeling off the scores to me. Oh, Southampton are winning. Oh, whoever else it was, someone else is winning. Everton are winning. Did Bournemouth win or Bournemouth were doing something? Wolves were doing something. Bournemouth won at Wolves. No, Bournemouth won at Wolves. Bournemouth, there you go. And like you said, at the time, it was 1-0, so I'm sort of like, well, I don't really want to hear it, but also we're winning, so it's status quo. It's like we're, we're, we're good. And then as we were like filing out of the game after, like, after full time, he was just like, yeah, just to confirm, <laughs> this team won, this team won, this team. I was like, yeah, all right. Has he got a black eye now? I'm a pacifist, mate. I coughed on him. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but hey, listen. As as Carl said on Twitter, um, friend of the pod, Carl, we've got um, it was six points between us and the relegation zone when we lost to Villa just before the World Cup break. So it's six points now. Nothing's changed. All that's happened is a bunch more games have run out for other teams below us. So um, we have got an easy uh, run <laughs> compared yes, to well, other teams. So this is it. So we've actually, um, there's a league table that you can pull out, which um, I think it was provided to CPFC HQ. Someone, like they'd asked for it and someone provided it to them on Twitter. And um, it shows the points per game average of the teams when you've played them. So the league table just completely provides that as an average. And nobody has played anyone with a higher points per game average than we have across 23 games by 
a distance as well. It's we've we've played teams uh, an average of one point five one, which was significantly higher than anyone else. So that's effectively playing Brighton every week. Effectively, mm. I'd be um, a lot more worried if this this kind of eight game run we're in the middle of was at the end of the season rather than now. Put it that way. Yeah. Well, exactly, and that's and that's that's exactly right. Because well, I mean, it's one of two ways. So we've we've got. Well, we've got three tough games in the next four, I think, right? So we play, well, obviously, Liverpool, don't we play uh, Arsenal and City? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so that 1.51 will only get higher over the next few games. But then after that, it drops off a cliff and um, we play nobody. Yeah, I'm uh, just looking now. So after the Arsenal game, it's Leicester, Leeds, Southampton, Everton, Wolves, yeah. West Ham. And then Tottenham in May. Yeah, so you basically, uh, well, if we find no form in then games, then we're shit out of luck, and we <laughs> we do have to worry about relegation. But all you need to do is win two of those games, and that's it. You're up. Like there's, you don't even have to consider relegation as a possibility. So, um, so with that, we've got a free. For sure, we'll call. Should we be calling it a free hit? Liverpool are tenth. Um, they're off the back of a thrashing. They do have a very aging and slow back line that is, you know, continues to play a really high line and just let teams run in behind them. We've got pace to exploit that. Um, so I think there's some good reasons to predict a win, Haskiff. What's, what's your prediction? Well, we don't have Benzema up front. Uh, <laughs> have uh, you seen his goal? Have you seen have his seen goal that. when he, round, he rounds Allison? Yeah. <laughs> Outrageous. He's, he's a very good player. Um, uh, I think, I, well, I made this prediction before, so I'm going to stick with it. I think we're going to play really well and we're going to match him and we're going to lose 3 0. And it'll be okay. massively, massively undeserved. But but we'll still okay. be a 3 0 defeat. Nick? I'm going to be hopeful and say 1 0. Yeah, do you know I've I've been correct two weeks running now by just saying one or so. I take I'll go it. one or again. Uh, one I or. wonder if anyone's going to make a fuss about Nunes versus Joa after the Anfield game and the sending <laughs> off. Yeah, he can't shit out him into a red card again. If he does, build a statue of him outside the stadium. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Jesus. Jesus. Build a statue um, yeah, and you know, play him instead of Mateta. <laughs> Better movement. <laughs> Just ping the ball off him, more likely to yeah. bounce in the goal. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay, sorry everyone that we've we've run over a bit this week. Uh, apologies, but you know, unexpected having to cover the Brentford game in there. Um, we will be back next week, uh, usual time, uh, ready for Thursday when we'll be talking about Aston Villa. Uh, surely a game we've got to be targeting to try and get something from <laughs> just yes thanks nick just holding up a sign that says something about us being beardy c units thank oh, you very much pleasure to have you on nick pleasure yeah, i had to uh, get a bit of albert in didn't i so uh, there you go i couldn't <laughs> i couldn't do a beer beer uh beer poem this time so um <laughs> And Heskiff, great to have you back. Glad you're feeling somewhat better. Not 100%, you very much. but you know, you'll I'm get well, there. You'll I'm get well there. enough to complain, don't worry. Yeah, you're not You're not quite on uh, Ferguson levels. Although he's back playing. I actually saw pictures of him on a football field playing competitive football. So maybe not too long for him to show us that he's nowhere near good enough to play Premier League football after three years out. But <laughs> look out for... <laughs> <laughs> Look out Pre-COVID. for the match report. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Um... But yeah, look out for the match report this weekend. Head over to youtube.com forward slash back of the nest to see the orders going on over there. Constant content, and we'll be back next week. Until then, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in?
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.